This is InfoTrack, the weekly show with information you should know. Here's what's happening on this week's show. Does a four-day work week with a five-day paycheck sound like a dream to you? It's becoming a reality at hundreds of businesses with positive results for both employees and companies. We'll have the story. Five days pay for four days work and eight hour days. So this is not a compressed work week. It's a 32 hour work week rather than a 40 hour. Then, tragically, suicide death rates have risen substantially among adolescents in the U.S. An expert says better screening could lower the risk. If you were in crisis or something really awful happened to you, who are the people that you have in your life? The red flag for me is when a kiddo says that they've got nobody. Those two stories and more are ahead on this week's InfoTrack. The show begins right after this. InfoTrack, the weekly show with information you should know. Here's your host, Chris Whitting. Does a four-day work week sound good to you? It's becoming more of a reality, as a recent study reveals. Here to explain is Juliet Shore, professor of sociology at Boston College. Professor, just to be clear here at the beginning, we're talking about a four-day week with no reduction in salary. Is that right? That's correct. It's five days pay for four days work and eight hour days. So this is not a compressed work week. It's four, eight hours or a 32 hour work week rather than a 40 hour. Well, let's first talk about how you and your team tested this concept in the real world and how it was received. We have been studying companies for more than a year now. We have our seventh trial in which companies sign up to do two months of coaching and workshops and help to figure out how they can actually keep productivity as good in four days as it is in five. And then they go into six months and we survey employees before the six months start. And then at the end, a wide, wide range of things that we're looking at, well-being, dimensions of the experience of work. And from the companies, we're getting revenue and absenteeism, resignations. And also we're asking both companies and employees to rate these trials at the end. So obviously that extra day off is next to the weekend. Is Friday generally the extra day or do some companies choose Monday? Friday's the most common model. It's about half the companies do that, but not all of the rest of them go for the Monday. Some choose another day of the week. Some have rotating days and some, if they need to be open five days, not everyone will have the same off day. So it'll be rotating across the employees. So you tested this at companies. Have any of the companies adopted it as a permanent change? Almost all of them. Really? Yeah. In the first two trials, none of the 33 companies, we heard a couple of them didn't fill out the final survey, but none of the ones we heard back from, which is almost all of them, said that they were not going to continue. There were a couple who were still waiting. Often the board has to weigh in to approve it and one or two that were leaning but hadn't decided. In the UK trial, which had 61 companies, I think two or three had decided not to keep going. And the rest of them were either had made it a permanent decision or they were just continuing and they will you know, make a decision a little bit later on whether it was going to be absolutely permanent. But somewhere above 90% of all the companies and now 
you know, that's over 100 companies have finished already are sticking with it. We're talking with Professor Juliet Shore of Boston College about a recent study into the concept of a four-day week for business and for employees. What are some of the benefits? Obviously, the workers probably love it, but what are the benefits specifically for employers or companies? What the companies are finding, things fall into a couple of categories. One is some of them find they're more productive. So they have undergone sort of a work reorganization and sort of figuring out what they're doing that isn't valuable and, you know, how to change their meeting cultures or how to help people to stay more focused at work. And those things actually not only allow people to do as much in four days, but to do more. That's one thing. The second is happier employees are good for companies. So if your employees are less stressed, even if your productivity didn't change, let's say people are just doing the same amount, but your folks are more rested, they're less likely to have health problems, they're sleeping better, they're less anxious, they have fewer physical and mental health issues, they have less burnout. Those are all things that we're finding among these employees. So that's good for the employers too. And they're less likely to quit. And it's easier for employers to attract new hires, which on average companies in these surveys are doing. So it impacts the bottom line for the companies in multiple ways. And I should say also, a lot of our companies are on the smaller side. And it's often the founder, the CEO, the upper management who are the reason this is happening. They're also getting four days and they're sort of living the benefits of it as human beings themselves. I saw an anecdote that you shared about a worker talking to a client or a customer and explaining the four day week. Could you uh, share that with us? Yes, this was probably from the very first company that joined our trials. It's a company called HealthWise. It's located out in the West. And I interviewed a woman, I think she might have been head of customer relations, but she, of course, had to tell her clients, her customers, that she was only going to be working Monday through Thursday. And when she told her biggest client that this is a company that's in healthcare, their response was, good for you, girl. That's great. (laughs) That's great. You know, my feeling is if this had happened before the pandemic, customers would have been much more likely to think, oh my God, what am I going to do? What if something happens on Fridays and I need her? But I think people just recognize that people need a break. American workers need a break. And we're kind of willing to give it to each other now much more than we were in the past. Yeah, I wanted to ask, did your tests overlap with the pandemic and people working remotely? Yes. So many of the companies do offer remote work. In general, during the period of the trials, we're seeing a bit of a return to the office. So it's something that companies who are hybrid, who are fully remote and who are fully in person are doing. So, you know, we have a brewery in one of our trials, a fish and chip shop, a restaurant chain in the Southwest. Those are not places where people work remote, but it's feasible for companies across that spectrum. If the idea of the four-day week gets massive acceptance, could this not impact the service economy, such as restaurants? And Friday is usually one of the busiest days of the week. 
Yeah, which is why restaurants would be unlikely to take Friday as their、I、off、see. day. A lot of restaurants already are closed on Mondays, just because they stay open for both those weekend days. For example, companies do this in the way that works for them. It's not a、uh, cookie cutter model. Is there a hybrid model? You, you kind of mentioned that, where people maybe on the fifth day works from home instead of at a workplace. Not in our study. If you want to get into our program, you've got to have a meaningful reduction in work. Now, you may not go all the way down to 32. There are a few companies that might be a little bit higher than that. The restaurant chain in our early trials, for example, they started with managers, but those people were working 55 hours a week to begin with, so they didn't put them all the way down to 32. So there's some flexibility there, but the key is it's not about where people are working; it's about how many hours and reducing those hours. Would this also, for certain companies, lower their costs for healthcare and insurance? I don't think it would affect the healthcare costs because those are not. Just cost while people are at work. I mean, healthcare generally covers people twenty four seven. It might reduce healthcare costs, or we think it will, because people are healthier. They have fewer health problems. They're telling us that these trials are not set up to figure that out. But I think longer term, you would expect to see that. And in terms of insurance, possible. Like if you have insurance that you know covers people. On the premises, that I could see some reduction. I'm wondering, Professor, in your study, if you asked the employee side of the equation what they did with that extra day off. As a matter of fact, we did, and the three main activities that people engaged in. The first one was sort of hobby and leisure activities, and that's about I think maybe about three hours on average, about three hours a day. The second is more housework and childcare. That was in the two hours, and the third largest activity is what we call personal maintenance. So, maybe you're getting your hair cut or you're doing some things to keep yourself together. Now, I know of a woman who is very successful in business, and she has a company, pretty large company, and she works three days a week. Very strictly, and she only will work on important things when she's at the office. Do you envision ever going to a three-day week? I think eventually we'll get there because if you think about all the technical change we have going on, artificial intelligence, etc., it means it's going to be possible for us to produce what we're producing today with a lot less human labor. Now we may produce new things, and so we could use some of that savings to expand what we produce, but. If you think historically about technical change, we went from a more than sixty-hour work week in the mid-nineteenth century down to, you know, on average, we're under forty at the moment. So I do think that this trend toward working less will continue. Julian Shore, professor of sociology at Boston College, thank you so much for joining us today. My pleasure. Next, reducing suicide death rates among adolescents. That story straight ahead. There's more info track coming up. Stay tuned. 